Grace and peace, God bless you. This is Delisa Rogers-Fields with Soteria Prophetic Ministries. And I'm going to share with you um, out of the book of Genesis chapter 26. And I'm going to read, I believe I'm going to begin at verse 18. And it's talking about, today I'm talking about the key of honor. Kind of been on that, um, on that theme for the last few days as I had been um, just contemplating some things before the Father. And um, what I had been hearing, what I had been hearing in my spirit was just honor. Honor is this key. And, you know, so many of us have been surrounded by dishonor. Many have experienced dishonor or maybe dishonoring someone else. But honor is, you know, God highly esteems honor. He talks about giving honor. First of all, we give honor to him and all that we do with the works of our hands, with the thoughts and the meditations of our heart. They're, they're supposed to honor the Lord. We're supposed to honor him with our gifts, honor him with our talents, honor him in our relationships, honor each other's relate, honor others in our relationships. So God is really big about honor. And we don't hear a lot about that for, I'm assuming, for a variety of reasons. Number one, if you're dishonoring someone, it's highly unlikely that you're going to talk about honor, right? I mean, you don't really, that's not really where you are. And if you're um, speaking with someone who is dishonoring someone else, then there's a tendency to be, you know, um, feel judged or feel, um, you know, some type of negative emotion um, when you're being called on that act of dishonor. But throughout the word of God, we see many, many, many examples of God dealing with dishonor, whether he dealt with dishonor within an individual within a community of people, within a nation, um, pertaining acts toward him or the lack thereof. God dealt with dishonor. And in many ways, the fruit of dishonor was, um, it, it wasn't something you'd want. <laughs> you know, you you'd, it, it's not something that you would raise your hand and say, hey, I'd like to eat from the fruit of dishonor. But we all want to eat from that table of honor and drink from the cup of honor. But as I was meditating in my um, devotions, I came across the, well, I was just kind of thinking about Abraham and Isaac. And so I'm going to bring you into Genesis chapter 26. And I'm beginning at verse 18. The Bible says, and Isaac dug again, and this is a new King James version. And Isaac dug again, the wells of water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father for the Philistines or Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham, he called them by the names which his father had called them. And so then it goes into verse 19 through 22, talking about the different names of the wells or what have you. Um, and I don't want to get too much in that, but um, I want to skip to verse 23. Again, I'm in Genesis 26. I read verse 18, and I'm going to... Uh, move to verse 23. Then he went up from there to Beersheba and the Lord appeared to him the same night. I want you guys to get that the same night after Isaac committed himself to redigging his father's wells. Now verses 19 through 22 talks about the warfare and the contention and the quarrelings 
And, you know, you're going to have conflict. That's just a part of life, people. <laughs> you're going to go through things. But after all of that, he went up from there to Beersheba. Verse 24, the Lord appeared to him the same night, the same night. And so I was reading it. I was like, wow, you know, there's so many areas in our life where we want, you know, the favor of God. Uh, you know, we want to see God's face. We want to see, the, you know, God opened doors. We want to experience all this great stuff, all these great things that God has designed and has destined for us. But, you know, have we honored our fathers? Have we honored those who have paved the way, who have gone that extra mile, who have laid the foundation, who put in that work so that when we encounter seasons of drought or whatever our lack may be, we don't have to dig afresh but we can we can tap into and we can connect and 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 hold and and make contact with the work that our fathers have already done. And when I use the term fathers, I may be talking about a natural, your physical, biological father, if that's your case. Um, but I'm talking about those who have held have had the oversight, those authority uh, figures, male or female, but those who have done the work. You know, those who have, like Paul said, fought the fight. You know, you, you've gone the last mile of the way. You made sacrifices. You made, you put plans in place. You put provisions for those coming behind you. Sort of what David did when he was, when he wanted to build the, the temple, build the house of the Lord. And God said, no, your hands are too bloody. And so what did David say? David said, okay, fine. Yeah, I agree. You're right, God. So here's what I'll do. If I can't physically build your house, then what I'll do, I'll dig wells. I will make provisions i will i will i will pay for the labor i will pay for the material you know i will assign people to do the work even though i can't physically do it i'll make sure that it's done and i'm going to put that money in i'm going to put that time in i'm going to put that work in so that whoever it is who's coming behind me and who's going to be tasked with that work they're going to be able to do it effortlessly and flawlessly because I'm going to put the work in for them. And all they have to do is pick up the blueprint and do the work. So, you know, it's honoring those who the, who have gone ahead of us and may still be going ahead of us. I mean, they may still be here present on the earth, you know, who are still going ahead of us and, and they're, they're, you know, clearing brushes and they're clearing paveways and highways and, and so that you can, when it's your time and when thinking about a book, I wrote time and turn, um, so that when it's your time, you don't have to do that. You know, you don't have to do that extra work. Um, uh, and you know, the thing about wisdom is, you know, is learning from somebody else's mistake so that you can save that time you know, there have been years and years of mistakes that I've made in life and relationships and ministry and business, career, educate, you name it, parenting, the whole nine yards. However, I've used, by the grace of God, I've used the, the mistakes that I've made and I've turned them <clears throat> into wisdom. So I, I, I gave my mistake a purpose and I gave my mistake a, an assignment that from here on in, the mistakes that I made as a parent, as a wife, as a pastor, as a teacher, as a daughter, as a sister, whatever, I can take those mistakes and apply a heart of wisdom to that. And then as I teach and as I lay foundation, then 
and inadvertently what I'm doing is I'm saving those who are coming behind me time because I've already shown them, hey, this is what you don't do. This is what doesn't work. This is what does work. This is how it, it should be done if you would like these types of results. So, so going in that Abrahamic pattern of digging wells is, is to, to put that work in that muscle, that grind, those tears, that, that sweat equity, so that though your Isaacs, those who are coming behind you, don't have to put that same work in. You know, they just have to find out what you did, plug in, and yeah, there may be some warfare and some contention, but not nearly to the degree of where it could have been had those wells had never been dug in the first place. Going back to David and Solomon, David fought so many wars that by the time, time, by the time David went home to be with the Lord, Solomon, whose name in Hebrew is Shalom, peace. Solomon endured a season of peace. Solomon never had to fight a war. Never. Solomon never fought wars. Why? Because David fought the wars for him. David fought the battles for him. And David caused such a terror on all the enemy camps around that they dared not touch his own son. So again, you're talking about you're talking about honor. You want to honor that. And so Solomon was able to live his life in wealth and in, in luxury and, in, in, you know, in wisdom. He had to listen. When you have had someone who put that work in, you can focus on the more weightier matters in life. You can focus on spending time in the presence of God. You can focus on building this great edifice that will glorify God to the point in Jesus day. They still were congregating on Solomon's porch, the beautiful porch, beautiful gates. You can focus on that because you're not entangled with the warfare. You're not entangled with the warfare. And so it was honor uh, that Solomon had for his father that said, Dad, you're not here. You're not, you know, you're not physically here. But what I'll do is I will, I will use what you, I will use the pattern. I will use the blueprint that you set before me and I'm going to build it. I'm going to use every tool, every resource, every engineer, every architect, every bricklayer, every craftsman that you've assigned. You've already hired them, already paid. David paid for it all. He had already paid for this stuff. He had things shipping over at the point of his death. He had trees and material lumber being shipped over through rivers. He paid for it so that his son wouldn't have to do it. And this is why we give honor to whom honor is due. We honor those forerunners, those forefathers, those authority figures. We honor those who have the rule over us because they paved the way. Did did it mean that their lives were perfect? My God, no. David made many mistakes. Again, you take that and then you apply your heart to wisdom. And you don't repeat those same mistakes. Abraham made mistakes, but you don't repeat. You learn from it. You apply heart of wisdom to it and you move forward. So the Lord met Isaac in verse 24. In Genesis 26, verse 24, and the Lord appeared to him the same night and listen to what God said. The Lord said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not fear for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant's sake, for my servant Abraham's sake. 
And so Isaac built an altar there, called on the name of the Lord, pitched his tent, and there Isaac's servants dug a well. My God, powerful, y'all. A whole lot more to that story, but that's what I wanted to bring out and, and bring to your attention that, um, you know, God wants us to honor those who have gone ahead of us, those who are leading us, those who are showing us the way. It, 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 as we honor them, we honor God. We honor those whom the Lord has sent. Jesus told the disciples, he said, if you enter into a man's house and, and they don't receive you, don't leave your blessing there. In other words, you can take to dishonor someone, you know, it, you you put them in a position to where they can withhold a blessing from you. They can withhold a blessing. And that's what Jesus said. Don't he said, don't even bid them Godspeed. Leave out the house, shake the dust off, carry your blessing with you. So when God is honoring, when God is placing someone in your life to help you, to show you where the, the, the wells are, to show you where the wealth is, to show you where the breakthroughs are, to show you whatever, whatever that person's assignment is, there is an expectation that God has for you to honor, give honor where honor is due, tribute to whom tribute is due, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, give, you know, give, give what is due. Don't hold back. And so in in and in giving and in uh, uh, manifesting or not, that's not the word, word I want to use, but in activating that key principle of honor, God appeared to Isaac himself. When you honor those whom God has sent into your life, you unlock a favor from God. Number one, you, you are acknowledging the Lord for that great thing that he has done. Father, I thank you so much for those that you placed in my life, my fathers, my mothers, my mentors, my whoever. I honor you so much. I thank you, Father, that I will put into practice the things that they've taught me. I will put into practice the things I've learned. I will redig the wells. I will go back and pull those books out. I will go back and watch those videos. I will go back and 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 reflect on those conversations, on those phone calls, or whatever that time, whatever that well is, whatever that is for you. But you 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 honor God when you honor those whom the Lord has sent. And in this generation and in this age and time, we see tremendous dishonor. From the, from the natural realm straight through the spiritual realm, you know we it's it's everywhere. People of God, it, we just see a, a and where where there's dishonor, there is lawlessness, because honor teaches you principles and protocols, and honor gives you guiding. It's a guiding light. This is Isaac knew where to go, what to do, because he knew what his father had done, and he followed that legacy. But when we don't follow that legacy, then we're left to our own devices. We're left to our own imaginations. Well, I, I'll try this. This may work. I'll do that. That may work out because you don't have a blueprint and you don't have a plan. You know, you don't know. You don't you don't <laughs> you waste a lot of time that you can never get back. You waste a lot of years and then you can sow in, in some bad soil. And then there's a harvest that comes behind that. So there's a lot of damage that takes place when dishonor is a factor. 
and and it, it you know it doesn't matter how well things may be going down or it may look okay but i let me just assure you it's not okay it's violating the principles of god is violating principles of the kingdom when jesus asked the question who do you say that i am this was an honor key you've been walking with me three and a half years you've seen me you've watched you've heard you've experienced you now who am i do you how who am i what do you know about me and of all the disciples only peter Receive the revelation. The only reason Peter did was because God gave it to him by his spirit. It wasn't that Peter was the brightest one among them. It was just that it was God's in God's will that he opened Peter's mind, opened his spirit. Peter received it. Peter released it. You are the son of the most high God. And what happened when Peter honored Jesus and said, this is who you are. I acknowledge you for who you are. It is honor when you acknowledge this is who you are. And what was the result? The, the Lord Jesus unlocked Peter. He unlocked a blessing over Peter's life. What did he say? Blessed are you, Peter, Simon Barjona. He said, for flesh and blood is not revealed to you, but my father has revealed it to you by his spirit. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So the same, we see the same principle happening with Jesus and Peter that we see with Abraham and, and, and um, God and Isaac in Genesis 26. Are you, can you relate? Do you understand that honor that has gone before you? Do you know who's in your midst? Do you know what work has been done? Do you understand the meaning of this person in your life? Do you understand their purpose? Do you understand their destiny? And when you do that, there's a blessing that's unlocked. It's the key of honor. And it's a key that, and I posted this on my social media because God was dealing with me about it. It is a key that unlocks doors effortlessly. Isaac didn't have to pray, fast, consecrate. As he, fought, as he fell in line with the principles his father had already set, God came. When Peter released the, 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 the revelation of who Jesus was, I honor you. I acknowledge you. They don't know who you are, but I know who you are. When he did that, God came. The blessing came. So there are ways that we can unlock blessings and miracles and signs and wonders over our life without the effort. Now, there may be some seasons you're going to have to put forth, put forth some effort, but I'm talking about in terms of honor. In terms of honor, when you honor those whom God has set and has sent, you unlock doors and portals of blessings effortlessly. So I want to leave you with that thought today. I want to challenge you to take a few moments and, and just think over who your Abrahams are. You know, it may be a man, it may be a woman, it may be somebody here on earth. It may be someone who's gone home to glory. But just take a moment to, to acknowledge the Abrahams, to acknowledge those laborers who have gone on and before you or gone ahead of you. And they made that crooked way path, they, that crooked path plain, excuse me. They, they, you know, they put the work in. So your job is just to comply. You know, it's just follow the yellow brick road just follow the path it's not hard and then you find what you need 
effortlessly. Things will be drawn to you. Find blessings attracted to you. You'll find the presence of God drawn to you. Why? Because you're honoring what God has done. You're honoring his work. You're honoring his choice. You're honoring these set vessels. Amen. So God bless you. Grace and peace to you. Until next time, this is Delisa Fields with Soteri Prophetic Ministries. Grace and peace.